We are here in London. It is the day that we have all been waiting for. Friday, March 11th. Tori takes stage tonight for the first time in four and a half years, and I've never, I can't recall a time that I've been this excited. To add to our excitement, to add to our collective excitement, I have on the line two very important people in the Tori Amos community. First of all, we have Noah Michelson. Hello, Noah. Hi. Hi. And then, of course, we have the wonderful Rance Hosley on the line. Hi, Rance. Hello, everyone. We're here today to talk about Little Earthquakes, the graphic album for which Rance is very, very involved. And why don't you tell us a little bit about this project, how it came to be? Just tell us everything about the project. Well, so we did this little project called Conflict Tattoo, which was somewhat of a success. You know, it sold well and won the Eisner Award and won the Harvey Award and was nominated for the British Fantasy Awards. So the question, and it's been almost in 15 years. Next year will be 15 years since we put it out, and it's been 15 years since we actually started the development of it. So the question that started coming up 10 years ago and that I know Tori has been asked in multiple interviews, and I get asked pretty frequently, is like, okay, so you put volume one on Comic Book Tattoo, where's volume two? You know, there's more, there's more songs, there's more stories. You know, and and there's various reasons for that. You know, um, Tori's been you know recording, and and I've been making films and doing other book projects. And we last got to collaborate on doing the Christmas Tide EP, which was fun. And as things started to look towards the future, and we saw that 30th anniversary for Little Earthquakes looming, and uh, I was very happy with. My experience over the last couple of years as senior editor at Z2 Comics and, and the music projects that we've done with other bands, other musicians, it seemed like a very obvious choice. So Tori's manager and I started the talk about two years ago, and we wanted it to be something really special. And from my standpoint, it was vital to have it really appeal to the fans and what they want and recognize their relationship with Tori, recognize their relationship with these songs. Because for, you know, for all of us, these songs are, you know, our family. You know, this is, these, these songs are, you know, in a, for a lot of people, these are life-changing songs. This, so this album, you know, was a not-so-little earthquake. And I think that there's a, a degree of responsibility and a degree of weight with that to do right by the album and to also, you know, one-up it, you know, in terms of, of conflict tattoo. Like, you know, we... we did something pretty phenomenal with Concrete Tattoo. So I wasn't I wasn't going to look bad by comparison of our own efforts with this. And so those are the discussions that we had over the last two years and and figuring out like, okay, is this just the album? And and that seemed like a ridiculous idea because there's so many B sides and because there's so many incarnations of the album. You know, the album that we have is not the album that was submitted to Atlantic originally. You know, that album being bounced by Atlantic led to the second round of sessions with her and Eric Ross, and then the additional sessions in England, which uh, gave us songs like uh, China and Sugar. And all of these things, you know, combine to result in little earthquakes. And, and the great thing is because of that, for this era, there's so many songs, both A-sides and B-sides. So we thought that that was necessary and we decided that, you know, originally the plan was that we were going to we were going to launch uh, we were going to launch uh, announcement of the book on the first day of the tour when she was still able to do Europe, and then you know there's that COVID thing. So we we decided that we would hold a little bit, but we were going to make sure that we did a little acknowledgement at the beginning of the first tour in four years, which is astounding that it's been that long. 
I think that that's the longest Tori's ever gone without performing live, like since she was a kid. Yeah, let me hold you there. I want to hold you there because you've given me a lot. First of all, I'm so thrilled to be talking to the editor of Comic Book Tattoo and Noah Michelson as well, who your body is a comic book tattoo, Noah. So I'm so happy to have you here. And and as we're going to talk about, we have an exclusive reveal on all the songs that will be included on this graphic album. And before we do that, I want to talk to Noah. What is your signature Little Earthquake song? Because Rant said these songs are our family. It's a not so Little Earthquake, which is I've never heard it described so perfectly. That's just apt. So Noah, I'm going to ask you what, and I want to see if your signature B-side gets on the album. I know Rance's signature B-side, but what's your signature B-side, <laughs> Noah? You know what? It's got to be here in my head. Okay. Um, that song just rips me apart. But I, I love hearing, when Rance told me this was going to be a project, I was so excited because it also just really makes sense, right? When you think about comic books and you think about like origin stories, Little Earthquakes is really Tori's origin story. It's how she came into the world as the artist and the woman that we know her now. So it's this whole idea, you know, she had, why can't Tori read? And that kind of crashed and burned. And she really had to go back and center herself and, and go back to the girl with the piano. And these songs then came. And like Grant said, you know, even the first incarnation of Little Earthquakes was rejected. So she was really battling all these demons, both in the industry, both mm. inside of herself. And just trying to figure out who she is. And I think that that is just so poetic in terms of thinking about it, um, in terms of storytelling and in, in terms of a comic book. So I love this idea. I love the idea that, that all the B-sides are part of it. Because again, when she started writing this, so many of the songs that first came ended up B-sides. But the B-sides are just as good as the A-sides. I mean, yeah. you've got Take the Sky. You've got all these songs, Upside Down, Flying Dutchman. Songs that could have been on the album, that they could have been rotated in very easily. So um, to have a celebration of not just the album, not just the B-sides, all of it, and not just what it meant then, but what it's meant over the last 30 years, how it's changed since then, how we've changed, um, all of that being wrapped up in one package, I think is going to be really special for people. I agree. And that's so well said. Like her life is a graphic novel when you describe it that way with the uh, with the, yeah. the villain saying no, with her having to get through the thick of the woods, all of that. Excellent. Yeah. Wow. OK, so before we get into the artists and the B-sides, I want to ask Rance, what are the three levels? Like I know that there's a standard and a deluxe and a platinum. Will you go into what each of those contains? So part part of the thing also with this is because, it's you know, we're coming off of the success and, and lessons learned right, from Conco Tattoo, is that there will not be a paperback edition of <sighs> Conco Tattoo because it is unwieldy, it gets damaged easily, and the cost for it doesn't really, you know, it doesn't make sense. It made more sense to have something that is durable and that costs $10 more than to have a paperback. That's so funny because I never want to pull out my hardback, so I always pull out the paperback because <laughs> I don't want to damage the hardback. That's so funny. Okay. What are the things that we get in the deluxe and the platinum? So the hardcover is actually also smaller inside. So okay. it's, it's eight inches by eight inches is a standard hardcover. The deluxe edition is the 12 inch by 12 inch hardcover, the record album size. It comes in a slipcase. And has three prints, one by uh, Jason Levesque, who did the original cover for Concrete Tattoo, uh, one by Keiko, who did the story for Marianne mm -hmm. in Concrete Tattoo, and then the uh, print by cover artist uh, David Mack. It also, the deluxe edition also comes with the 180 gram 2015 remaster vinyl 
of Little Earthquakes and the picture disc of the B-sides, oh which we're going to go through, Yeah, that are the same 2015-era masters, remasters. And that if, you know, many of these songs have never been available on vinyl. And this, and I stress this again and again to people, this is it for this edition, for this picture disc, for this incarnation of the B-sides. I can't say whether there will ever be an issuance of the B-sides on vinyl, you know, in the future, because mm-hmm. uh, life is long. Right. But the deal that we specifically had with Rhino is that we are doing 2,000 copies of this vinyl. Once this is gone, we cannot do another pressing. We cannot do another edition with this vinyl. But it's it. So it, it is it, the deluxe and the platinum editions are actually limited. There's not. There's no. There's not going to be a magical discovery of 300 copies <laughs> in a warehouse. Hmm. That's that's not going to happen. You all sure know how to get the collectors foaming at the mouth. That's what you know how to do. Well, but but uh, here's the thing too: is that like you know I know a large portion of the the hardcore toy collectors very well. I consider many of them friends, and I've listened very carefully to the things that they have been unhappy with within the collector's world. Mm-hmm. You know, so part of the discussion was having something that's limited actually be limited. And and what is that number that allows it to be limited so that enough people have access to it, but at the same time that it, it has no special, you know, value to it mm-hmm. yeah. uh, kind of thing. So, uh, and, and it's the same thing with the price point. You know, I know that there's there's some people that were frustrated with the the five hundred dollar price point of the, of the platinum edition, which by the way is sold out by all five hundred copies My, of that amazing. is gone. And, and I know that there's people that were frustrated about that, but part of that was that we watched a lot of people in the collector's market being very very frustrated with people mass purchasing limited edition things that Tori offered and then flipping them on eBay yeah. for three or four times the price. Um, so, so we tried to price it at a margin that would keep it out of the reach of people doing that, you know, or, or make it cost prohibitive for someone to buy up like 40 copies and then, and try and flip them. And, and also, you know, still have it be less than, you know, significantly less than what, you know, someone would flip these things for. I empathize that we are coming out of a pandemic and, and fiscal situations are tight, especially with the tour to pay for, mm-hmm. uh, to, to go see multiple shows. Um, Who does that? But there, there was a lot, there was a lot of thought put, put onto this, not just, you know, from my, from my side and from Z2's side, but from Tori's management side, from Tori's side, because ultimately we want the fans to be happy and satisfied and feel like we recognize their lived reality. There, there are certainly some groups that don't do that. Yeah. Sure. Excellent. And we'll just leave it at that. And and the platinum comes with all the stuff from this deluxe. What is included in the platinum? Tell the people that. So the platinum is actually we actually built a little earthquakes crate that echoes the the crate that Tori is in on the cover of it. That is a die cut clamshell embossed foil cover that contains everything. So the you get the vinyl, you get the prints, you get the book, all of those things are within the clamshell. There's a die cut in the center of it so that you see the cover, you see the image of Tori on the cover of the book inside. Also, the book is foil stamped and embossed. It is uh, signed and numbered as a limited edition Great. of 500. Great. There is a silk placeholder ribbon and there is a, and we've gilt uh, the page edges wow. uh, with copper. We tried to make sure that we had a nice reddish copper to echo uh, Tori's hair. Oh. So, um, and and additionally, there's a sketchbook notebook in it that uh, diary thing that has the uh, cover on it that is only available in that package. 
Ah, and you're sold out of the platinum, you say? We were we were out of the platinum edition. Yes. Well, mm. see, for those that are complaining about that price point, I go back again to what Rant said. These songs are your family. You're not going to give your mother five hundred dollars. <laughs> You're not going to give your sister five hundred dollars. <laughs> Come on. Okay. All right, Noah. Are you ready to see if Here in My Head is on this uh, wonderful collector's edition picture disc limited? We're going to fight if it's not, but yeah, I'm ready. Okay, <laughs> okay good. Yeah, well, I don't mind Noah killing me. Number one, we're going to go through the A-sides, and we know the A-sides, so, but we, what we don't know yet are the artists, so that's what we're here to do, and please, take right. it away, Rance Hosley. So yes, the model that I used with Conco Tattoo was to try and have some all-stars, right? And then also have some uh, artists and writers who I, who I have discovered that I thought were emerging, promising talents that didn't really have a presence either in, in comics or in design or in writing, right? So this is, um, this is very much that same model. There are people that I worked with once before on here. There's people that people will instantly recognize the names. And there's people that this is the first time that I work together. But I've discovered their work, and it's phenomenal. So, so we'll start out with every finger in the room pointing at Crucify. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and that is going to be written by uh, Neil Clyde, and it's going to be drawn by Andy McDonald. Neil and Andy were both part of Conflict Tattoo. I've known Neil for, for years and years, and uh, the same with Andy. So it's, and also, I did try to bring a, a good number of comic book tattoo people along for the ride, because, again, it's family, so you have to, uh, you have to do this. Um, I'm not going to comment too much on the story treatment and, and where people are going with things, because I, I really think that um, in the same way that comic book tattoo was different creators' interpretations and inspirations from the songs, that's what we have people doing here. And I really want those things to be kind of magical surprises the first time they, they read the track. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So next up is girl and we have Leah Moore and, uh, Emma Carpina is the artist. Leah was also in Conquer Tattoo and Leah was the writer for the Doors graphic novel that Z2 put out. Emma Carpina, this will be the second project I've worked with him on. And he is currently drawing the Spirit Box graphic novel that we're doing for the band Spirit Box. And it's, it's amazing. Like his, his art echoes that classic 1990s Vertigo comics kind of surreal, spooky, discomforting kind of feel to things. So I, I, I think that the two of them are going to do something rather incredible. Then, of course, we have Silent All These Years. Which uh, you know we've already we've already announced that the writer of Silent All These Years is Margaret Atwood, and the artist is David Mack. And Margaret uh, just emailed me the script today, and <laughs> and there was you know there was a good five minutes where I just sat there and I said, "There's a script <laughs> from Margaret Atwood in my fucking email box." Like what? Yeah, what? what? Is my life? Um, <laughs> that was absolutely the one. Like I t- I told John and Tori, I'm like, "Going, you you understand? I'm going to swing for the fences on some people here." And they're like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. So when I informed Tori and, and everyone, I was like, going, yes, so Margaret Atwood's going to be a part of this. There was just this dead silent pause for a moment. It's like, wait, what? Really? That's happening? It's wow. Like, yes, this is really happening. You bet your life. <laughs> yeah. Don't you, don't you love to just when you find out that people are fans? I mean, Tori has so many fans, so many famous fans, so many thought leaders, so many people who connect to her. And so I, I just, I, I'm, I love that you got Margaret Atwood, but I'm, I'm not shocked by it at all. 
it's interesting because I've met Margaret once. So here's how things come full circle. So as everyone knows, Neil Gaiman knows Tori because I gave Neil a tape of the, the early mix of Little Earthquakes at San Diego Comic-Con in 1990 and told him, this is my friend, she sings about you, but don't sue her. Um, so we flash forward to 2011 and I find out that Margaret Atwood is going to be a guest at San Diego Comic-Con. I, I thought like, well, if anyone has her contact information, it's going to be Neil. So I texted Neil and I said, Hey, do you have a, do you have a contact for Margaret Atwood? I think she's going to be a San Diego Comic-Con and I would really like to tell her like what a, what a huge fan I am of her writing. And so he, he made the introduction. So I got to be Margaret's guide uh, around Comic-Con for the Saturday of Comic-Con in 2011. Incredible. And, and she's an amazing, she's an amazing human being. And she's, you know, uh, obviously an astounding writer. She's one of my favorite writers of all time. And I had given her a copy of Comic-Con Tattoo to, of course, lug around as we're, you know, just <laughs> taking this 15-pound weight as mm. we're walking through crowds at Comic-Con. So that was the thing. When, when the time came, I emailed her and I said, uh, so, you know, that, that huge, heavy, you know, brick of a book that I gave you, we're, we're doing the spiritual sequel to that. I really like you to be a part of it. So, yeah, it is absolutely a lesson in, you know, you, you always want to at least uh, take the swing at it. Mm. it you, you swung for the fences, Rance. You got a home run. And it's not often I get to talk exactly. baseball. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Precious Things. Precious Things uh, is written by Catherine Valente. Mm-hmm. And it's being, the artist being done by Sebastian Perez. Catherine, I discovered... She is a novelist and short story writer who's very well known in in literature and and science fiction and fantasy worlds. She has a short story that she wrote, uh, I believe last year is when it was up on Uncanny Magazine. And you can actually search for this, and I I highly suggest you do so, because it's one of the best short stories I've ever read in my entire life. Um, The story is called The Thin of America, and it is a – it is – it's a life-changing piece of literature. It's it's just incredible. So I knew that I wanted to get her uh, on a project, and her schedule has never allowed it. And then uh, I said, so I'm coming back again, and I'm doing a book for Little Earthquake's 30th anniversary. And she's like, oh, yes, I'm in. Yes, the problem is going to be picking. And all these people had multiple, they had like the full slot of songs, you know, to pick from. Uh, I, I said, here's the 24 songs. Give me your top four. And, and her complaint was that four was not enough. So, <laughs> so yes, I'm very excited about that. Winter uh, is being done by the modern master of painted comics and design, uh, Bill Sienkiewicz. Bill is the iconic artist behind Electro Assassin, Stray Toasters. He basically reinvented how comics look in the 80s. And he is a, a wonderful human being, and I wanted to have him in Concord Tattoo, but I was too chicken to ask him. And then afterwards, uh, when I gave him a copy of it, all humble and shy and stuff, he, his question was like, why didn't you ask me to be a part of this? Wow. And I was just like, oh! Well, that's a um, great compliment. So it was the thing of like, if you ever do this again with Dory, I, I want to be a part of it. So Bill is doing Winter. And he's, he's writing it and drawing it? He, he's, he's writing it and painting it, yeah. Right, amazing. So, Happy Phantom is being done by uh, Andrea Bell. Andrea, I worked with on the Joan Jett graphic novel that we did. And she has this great, fun YA kind of style of art. And it was a delight to work with. And, you know, I, I just thought that, like, when she picked that song, I was like, oh, no, yeah, of course, that makes perfect sense. Um, China is going to be done by Victoria Radkovich. 
who also uh, did uh, one of the stories for Joan Jett. And I had discovered her through a, a friend when I was looking for women creators when we were doing the Joan Jett book. And, and I had never heard of her or seen her work before. And the friend sent me samples of her stuff. And I was just like, oh, my God, this is great. So um, I'm very excited about that. Leather, Kelly Sue DeConnick, best known as the iconic creator of many things like uh, Captain Marvel and in her modern incarnation, as well as the unstoppable comic Bitch Planet, wow. um, and who also contributed two stories to Kung Fu Tattoo, is uh, joining us to write Leather. And uh, Benjamin Dewey will be doing the art on that. Mother is being done by Andy Watson who is a UK artist, and I have not worked with Andy before, but this is another situation where I was asking friends for artists who were different. Because part of the thing I also see is, is projects like this, where Tori's very open to different visual styles. You know, she's very open to different kinds of storytelling. And I think that there is, I think there's a responsibility to the audience to, you know, we were talking earlier about how wide the influence goes, right? And how sometimes it's surprising. You're like, oh my God, I I had no idea that this painter would be influenced by this or this novelist would be influenced by this. And, and I think that it's important to have things that go outside of the box in how the interpretations are. So um, I'm pretty excited to see uh, what Andy brings to life with this. Speaking on that topic quickly, did you give them this? You, I'm assuming you gave them the same freedom like you did in Comic Book Tattoo, which is like it doesn't have, it's not, you're not telling the story of the song, you're just inspired by it? Yes, it's specifically the same kind of thing where it's like, I don't, I don't want illustrated lyrics. I don't want a, I don't want a comic book music video. Yeah. I want stories that are, that are human and emotionally resonant and personal, and they can be funny and they can be sad and they can be, uh, sexy or scary, they, but they need to be what the song inspires in you, what the lyrics inspires in you. Um, yeah. So there's this little tear in your hand song, which, 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 you know, it's being done by, by Neil Gaiman. Um, he's a, he's a young kid that shows a lot of promise and I had to give him a chance. Yeah. He, I haven't heard of it myself, but I've heard, you know, you've said some good things. Yeah. You've said some good things. Yeah. <laughs> So yes, so that was the that was the um, with Kanka Tattoo, uh, Neil agreed to write the intro. So when when I had mentioned that we were doing this, and he's like, "So I get to do my song, right?" So and I was like, "Well, who else would? Who else?" I want to I want to know a Michelson reaction for this tear in your hand, Neil Gaiman news. Talk to us, <laughs> Noah. <laughs> I'm I'm so excited about it. Actually, tear is probably my favorite song off of the album itself. Really? Um, it's the, not the first song I ever obviously heard, but, um, that would be crucified, but I just, there's something about tear that is so magical to me. Um, and to have Neil be doing it and it just feels very full circle Mm -hmm. and it just feels very right. I think. So I think everyone's very excited about that. Yeah. Well said. I agree. Okay. Give me me and a gun. Number 11. You know, as we were talking about, there's, there's a lot of creative latitude with all these things and, and the, and the one song, you know, understandably that there was concern about was the song because it's dealing with a very brutal, painful subject, you know, and you have to be true to the song and you have to be true to the message of the song. Well, at the same time, you know, I don't think in this day and age, anyone wants something that is, a, that is a telling of that song, Yeah, you know, in a, in a story form. 
like we've all been bludgeoned by the brutality of men. We don't need that shit. Mm-hmm. So I was very happy when this new artist that I discovered who, who had been recommended to me for the Jen Jet book, and, and I think did one of the, the best stories in the book. I, I like, like It's one of those things where when you discover someone's work, you're like, oh my God, this person is going to be huge. This, this person is, like if they get the opportunity to shine on a bigger level, like they're going to be unstoppable. So uh, Desi Alicia Aponte is going to be uh, writing and drawing me in a gun. She does this beautiful thing with having images and stories come through small moments. And we had discussed the concern on direction and stuff, and and she immediately anticipated where the concerns would be. And um, it was the one point that I was worried about when we started this project and I'm, I'm not only not worried about it, I'm actually really excited for the end result at this point. So. That's, that's really reassuring to hear that from you. So good. Thank you. So uh, the last song on the A sides, we have little earthquakes, mm-hmm. which is being drawn and written by Gianna Miola. And I'm excited. They've been working for, for, for many years, but this is the first time that I've worked with them. So I'm very excited uh, to see what comes of this collaboration. It's a very different kind of style, and, and it's a very different kind of storytelling um, that almost feels like you've stepped back in time into the 1800s, and I'm, I'm, really, I'm really, really excited about that. So that's the A-side. That's the, that's, that's the album. Thoughts, Noah? I'm just so excited for it, and I think the other thing, too, is that we all have our own way of, of thinking about these songs, the images that we've had, the images that we've seen. Visuals are such a huge part of this album, too. I mean... A lot of the visuals are inspired by Alice in Wonderland and, you know, the different sizes, Tori with the little piano and in the big box. Um, The music videos are obviously so iconic. So to have another layer to the album uh, with all these new visuals, I think is something that's also going to be really exciting to to understand this album in a new way. An album that we all know front and back and by heart. And now to have these new takes on it, I think that that's just super exciting. Yeah. I can't wait. What's the release date of this, France? Did I ask you that? Uh, the release date is in September. Okay. Um, we, we do not have a precise date in September because there's this whole international shipping issue that, um, mm. <laughs> that we're, you know, we, we have planned for four and a half months for printing and shipping um, overseas, and, and that should be enough. Yeah. Um, knock on wood. I'm knocking on all the wood. <laughs> the moment of terror I had was watching the the news like a couple of weeks back where that entire shipping container full of German uh, cars went down to the bottom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh God. And I was just like, no, I don't want to see things like that. Yeah, don't that. put that out there. We don't need that energy right now. I, I don't need that stress. Thank you. I'm also going to add the caveats here that we are in the middle of production on stories now with Little Earthquakes. There were three stories that the creative teams changed Mm. or that uh, the story got dropped at the last minute because the creative team didn't get it done on time. Mm. I am sure that everyone is going to deliver on time, but I also, there are some names that are, are very important to me who have expressed interest and we're trying to pin down. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there may be a, a couple of additional surprises. Oh, okay, great. I'll go one further. You got you to gotta use a baseball term. I'll use a football term. You know, there may be the events where we have to call an audible. 
we're in production. That is as sporty as I will ever I, I get that because I just saw the short film Audible because it's an Oscar nominated. <laughs> so, yeah, I get there that. You there you I'm, go. I'm sporty. Okay, give us the B-sides. Start with one. And this is the order in the book. This will not necessarily be the order in on the vinyl. Okay, great. But first on the B-sides is Upside Down. <sighs> yeah. Uh, Upside Down. There there are two songs that I am genuinely, and I've and I, I've had multiple discussions with Tori about that I was genuinely unhappy that they were not on the album. And this is one of them. Uh, I, I think that this is, of this era, I think it's one of her best songs. I, I just think that it's beautiful and lyrical and haunting. And uh, I, I love songs that can evoke multiple states of, of imagination mm-hmm. from one line. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I think that it's, it's an incredibly poetic piece. So, so Kat Mijos is writing Upside Down. And Paul Roman Martinez is doing the art. Kat joined us on both Comic Book Tattoo and on the Joan Chet book. And I've known Kat for 15 years now. So it's bringing the family back together, as it were. I love it. I love it. Um, In 1994, Tori said that her only regret was that Upside Down wasn't on Little Earthquake. So just uh, I think she would agree with you that she maybe should have put it on there. Yeah. You know, the, the, thing, the thing I forgive and I don't get too scoldy about it all is because I, I know the battles that went on in just getting Little Earthquakes released, mm-hmm. getting to where Atlantic would be happy with it. So I, I know that a, a huge part of that is not like, here's what I would prefer. It's that combination of things where they, they the men in gray suits, think that this is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so Thoughts is the next song. Yay! Rachel Merrill is going to be doing the art for that. I have a secret writer that I cannot announce yet. And it's killing me that I can't announce. But I, I will say that he confirmed last night. But until we're, until we're all buttoned up, I'm not going to... Smart. But I will say that we've made sure that we've tapped people from every form of creative endeavor to interpret things here on a high-profile level. So our next track... And I grinned to myself as I saw some of the fans posting about this and hoping that it would be on there. We have Ode to the Banana King ah, Part 1. Yay! Mm. That is being done by Olivia Sullivan, uh, both writing and drawing, at her request. Ooh. Um, that, was, that was her number one song. And I said, you are the only person <laughs> She's the banana to go queen. out of their way to say, I, I was like, oh my God. God bless you for, for picking that song Yay. because because I, I I think that you know there's there's a couple of songs that are very fun songs from this from this era and I think that that's a huge part of who Tori is so it's like having it all be you know huge emotional rip out your heart moments I, I think you know loses some of the magic of it so I'm very mm-hmm. excited to have uh, Ode to the Banana King on here the next song is uh, song for Eric oh wow uh, that is. That is being written by the team that did Pretty Good Year in Concord Tattoo. It's being written by Derek McCullough, and it is being painted by Colleen Duran, um, who are multi-award-winning, best-selling comic creators and, and two people that I love and adore. And I am so excited that, uh, that they are taking on that story. I, I think it's very appropriate what they're doing for it. Uh, the next one, any guesses? Any guesses? Flying Dutchman. Okay, how about Take to the Sky? Now, see, you, your psychic abilities are, are working well there. 
Um, we are, we are, we are doing, we are doing take to the sky. Uh, one point for Noah. <laughs> uh, Annie Zaleski is writing it. Lord of Souza is doing the art for it. Annie is a journalist who did a story for Joan Jett, but is best known for doing the Duran Duran Rio 33 and a third book. Oh, that's cool. Uh, and Lord of Souza is best known as the uh, cartoonist for the online comic strip Least I Could Do. Uh, after that, we have The Pool. Which is being <gasps> That's done what I was hoping for. Okay, good. Okay, good. Say, okay, thank you, Rance. Thank <laughs> you for that. Yay. Okay. Artist and writer. Allison Sampson is writing and doing the art on it. Now, The Pool is one of those stories that was one of the three that didn't make it into comic book tattoo. Mm -hmm. And there was the script and half of the finished art for it. And it broke my heart because I love that song. I think it's, I think it's a fantastic song. Um, I, and to me, it's so evocative to be able to tell a story about it. There's a million different things that it implies. So I'm, I'm sure, uh, Allison is, is best known as the artist for Winnebago graveyard and for the recent run on Hit Girl, but she's a great writer as well, and a, with a great design sense. And um, her major goal in taking something on was, I, I want something that lets me play with a storytelling form on the comic page. So I'm, I'm so fucking excited to see what she That's does with the this. pool. And Noah, I want to, speaking the of the pool, pool, yeah, I want you to talk about the pool, Noah. <laughs> it's terrifying. It's like a horror movie, and like, two minutes you know what i mean exactly don't know what's going yeah i i think it's perfect for a comic book because it's just so scary and also remember tori played it for the first time ever i was just about to say when you and you told her that and she she, even she couldn't believe it but i remember the moment the moment i identified that song i was like no this can't be the pool and then it was clearly the pool i stood up did a full 360 i screamed to everyone around me it's the pool i just lost my mind with you (laughs) noah so yes yeah okay Exciting. Very exciting for the pool. Okay, okay, number seven. So so next up is uh, Sweet Dreams. Okay, great. Which is being written by Mark and Draco and is being drawn by Peter Kowalski. And this is another one of those songs where I like I, I was like, you know, I, I, I hope I hope someone because you never want to assign a song, really. Yeah. You want you want someone to pick it and, and have a connection to it and bring something to it. And that was that was one of Mark's pieces. And, and Mark and I have known each other for quite a while now through both comics and, and both of us are screenwriters and work in TV and, you know, uh, have a lot of mutual friends in Los Angeles. So we're seeing each other constantly and giving each other grief constantly. And, you know. Yeah, I know. Uh, Mark's through the theater scene too. So cool. Exactly. So I'm, I'm very excited to have uh, him. And that was one of the, like, he only gave me three choices. And, and I was like, going, oh my God, yes, sweet dreams, Perfect. please. Perfect. Um, so uh, next up is Mary, which is being written by Lynn Crosby, and the art is being done by Gabrielle Bautista. Lynn is a Canadian writer and poet that was recommended to me by Margaret Atwood. And I went through a little dive into her work, and I was like, oh my God, yes, please. And she's been uh, an absolute delight to work with, and I think that it's going to be one of the the stories that surprises people that absolutely they'll be just cruising along going, Oh, this is a good book. And then, it, and then they're going to get, they're going to get stopped in their tracks, which is a good thing. Next track is sugar. Uh, and this is the other song that I really wish would have been on little earthquake. My story about sugar is I actually told Tori, I'm like, sugar should have been on little earthquake. She's like, I know, I know. And so, <laughs> 
when we were out in New Mexico when she was recording Under the Pink, she said, I have I have a I have a I have a sugar song. And I was like, oh, good. And then and she's and she's like, it's, this is this one's going to go on the album. This one's going to go on the album. And she played it for me. And it was honey. And it was honey. And, uh, and, and honey also did not end up on the album. And I'm like, going, why? Why? Why are you? Yeah. This is why I respect you, Rance, when you say you can't announce something, because you, the moment you say something and it changes. Yes, I yeah. got it. Yes. So uh, Sugar is being drawn by or is being written by Gibson Twist mm-hmm. and is being drawn by Rory. Uh, their work is uh, new to me and uh, has been a, a discovery as a result of me asking some fellow cartoonists. I'm like, going, who do you who do you know that would fit this kind of vibe and that I don't know about and that you think needs a bigger bigger platform? And a friend recommended them to me, and I and I saw both of their work, and I was like, going, oh yes, absolutely, I'm I'm 100% down with that. So. I do love that you give such a platform to emerging artists. I think that's really excellent. Well, I, you know, it's all of us in this creative battle that we're in go forward because someone else takes a chance on us. No one succeeds on their own. It's 100% a fallacy to, to think that that happens. Um, yeah. And it doesn't necessarily have to be like a, a huge thing. Like you still have to do all the work yourself. Yeah. But, you know, you uh, achieve through through other people giving you a chance, other people elevating you. And I, and I think that that's kind of a karmic responsibility that if, if you have the opportunity to give people a larger platform and, and they're worthy, you know, and they're great to work with and all that, then I, I think you have to, you have to do that. So we've got three songs left mm-hmm. and yes, we are doing flying Dutchman mm-hmm. and I am going to write and paint flying Dutchman. Oh and, my God. Oh. So no Michelson reacts. I love that. That is, Incredible. Wait, Rance, will you just tell us how did you and Tori meet? I don't think a lot of people even know that. Uh, so I was, I'm talking to Noah, so I'm not going to use the polite term for this. I was sleeping with a, you know, uh, a girl at, when I was at art school, and Tori had been her babysitter back in Baltimore. And, ah. um, and the, the girl and I lasted for, you know, we had a thing for maybe a month, and it was, you know, it, it ended horribly and in flames. But in the process, she said, this friend of mine, and this is, you know, I'd been in L.A. going to art school for maybe three months at this point. And, and she said, this friend of mine needs help moving. She's a musician. You'd get along with her great. Yeah, you should meet her. And, you know, and I'm, I'm young enough and naive enough to not think like, oh, danger. I don't know. I, I don't know this person. I should avoid them. So I'm like, oh, sure. That sounds great. And so, um, so I helped her move from the apartment that she was in to the little bungalow that was behind the Methodist church on the corner of Franklin and Highland. We hit it off uh, like a house on fire. And there, there are people that, um, that you meet in life and Tori believes in past lives and, and, you know, uh, magical connections and things like that. And I'm a, I'm a pragmatic grouch. I, you know, I don't believe in any of that, but I actually, but I absolutely believe that there are people that when you meet them in life, your subconscious, your self recognizes this person is, is part of my tribe. They're part of my family and, and there's family that you've born with and there's family you're, you choose. And, and Tori's all, you know, from, from the jump, we like instantly bonded and, you know, she's very much my, my sister from another mister. So Tori and I, you know, stayed in touch and, you know, I'm in her, I'm in the music video for Why Can't Tori Read. 
of all things, getting my crotch spray painted uh, in the middle of it. And, um, and, and, you know, and there's all of these, there's a million stories because, you know, when you're friends with someone before they break, right? Because at the time, Tori's playing, you know, the Holiday Inn out at LAX. You get to know each other, like, as, you know, as just friends, as people, as there's no weird, you know, potential dichotomies of like, oh, well, you're here in your life and you're here in your life. And, and, uh, and it goes back to what we were just talking about. The thing that I've always found great is that I love being around creators, whether they're visual artists, whether they're writers, whether they're musicians, um, as they are where you, where there's established enough that you can see like there's talent there, but the rest of the world hasn't recognized it yet, you know, and, and having those people as your, your community, your creative community is, is fantastic because you all grow together. You all elevate each other together. I feel with this, you, with you doing flying Dutchman, that is also a full circle moment, kind of like with the Neil Gaiman doing uh, tear in your hand moment. I feel like these are, these are two full circle moments because we all know, you know, the story of the song for you. So congratulations world. We got what we wanted. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, it's, it's, you know, the the thing with Flying Dutchman is it you know when we did Conquer Dot Two I didn't like uh, everyone assumed that I would do it and I was like well no because it's it's too close to me I can't be I can't be real or objective or whatever about that you know there's too much there's too much tied up in it and you know so it's you know 15 years down the road it's a different experience I'll say it's not about the song but it's about the process of living with a song oh wow Does that makes sense yeah so uh Can't which wait. which i which i like because of the aspect of that we've all lived with these songs yeah you know for 30 years how does your life change how does your perception of a song change as your life changes yeah. what what still holds is a lodestone for you and all that so so we'll see we'll see how it turns out we got two more what dares to follow flying dutchman humpty dumpty Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> Humpty Dumpty, which is being done by, by my dear friend, uh, Andrew Brando, who was my roommate when I was going to art school and who hung around with me and Tori back in the, in the early days and is a very well-known uh, pop surrealist painter, um, uh, gallery artist, who also happens to be a great comic uh, writer and artist. Wow. So. Um, He's, he's going to take us on a wonderful surrealist, uh, pop surrealist journey of, of Humpty Dumpty. Perfect song to do it. I love it. And then lastly, just for you, Noah, <laughs> we're going to do Here in My Head. Yes, you got uh, it, Noah. Yay. <laughs> and Here in My Head is being done by uh, Jamaica Dyer. Uh, she is writing and painting it. I've, I've been very lucky to work with Jamaica in the sex issue of heavy metal when I was the managing editor there and she painted a story for the Joan Jett book. She's got a very interesting organic kind of kinetic style and she's wonderful to work with. And I, you know, I, I have to say, I like, I agree with you, Noah, that like here in my head was the only song that I didn't hear in a demo uh, mm-hmm. or, or, or an early development piece of it. And Tori sent me a, a care package from Atlantic with it had all of the singles and, you know, and vinyl and CD and cassette form and, and all of these things. And, and one of the things was the, the VHS of the little earthquakes VHS. And I'm, and I'm watching through the music videos and I'm like, Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. I know that. I know that. And then it comes on the live version of here in my head. And, and that's the first time I've heard this song and it just destroyed me. Like it was, mm-hmm. it, it was 
such a powerful experience. And I still think that line, you know, don't you know what this is doing to me is, is just in yeah. the, in the contrast of going from that moment of rage to that moment of quiet where it's like here, here in my head, God damn, it's just, it's just chills inducing. So, um, and to me that requires a special touch. So I'm very, very happy to have uh, Jamaica doing, doing that story. And it's another one like the pool where I feel like it's such a, it's such a fairy tale, like just the lyrics in and themselves paint such um, a storyline. And, you know, you've got the green apple ice cream and you've got Thomas Jefferson in the backyard and all, you've got all these things. And so I just feel like it's so right um, for storytelling. I'm really excited to see what, what happens with it. As am I, as am I. I mean, the, the, it's the, the great thing from my standpoint at this point is that I, I feel like the dominoes have been set up and it's just seeing what, what patterns come up now as, as, as they all, you know, as they all start to fall in sequence and, and people bring things in and add their pieces to it. And it's a great, it's the greatest part of the job is getting to see like what people manifest and, and what they bring to life, you know, in, in different and weird and unexpected ways. So I'm really excited. There you have it, folks. We've got Upside Down, Thoughts, Ode to the Banana King, Part 1, Song for Eric, Take to the Sky, The Pool, Sweet Dreams, Mary, Sugar, Flying Dutchman, Humpty Dumpty, and Ending with Here in My Head. That was the last B-side she wrote prior to the Under the Pink era that was released. Will there be an Under the Pink 30th anniversary Bach? I mean, just think about it. Just putting it out there. (laughs) Well, all all I'm going to say is you know, Tori and I love working together. There's obviously the the fan response was fantastic. We sold out of the platinum edition in 48 hours. There are 300 copies of the deluxe left out of 1,450. Mm. So that bodes well. Uh, I, I didn't know, for instance, that I, I thought that um, when the reissue of Under the Pink came out on vinyl, I thought that there was a B-sides for that on vinyl. Uh, and I and I was told by one of the collectors, no, that mm. that is not. And I was like, oh, no, that's a, that's a good thing to know. Interesting, interesting. But the thing, the thing I, I the thing I will point out, and I'm not, and I'm not saying it will, but but I will say that from the book standpoint, there are there are other people who, you know, who I would like to have involved. We have time, uh, if their schedules would allow. And there are a couple of B-sides that we're not including on this that are not covers. We do not want to do B-sides that are covers because, you know, it's, it's not hers. Yeah. Not, yeah, for sure. Uh, it's not interpreting her thing. But there are a few that are still lingering out there. So we'll see. So we'll you see. never we'll know. See. We get a you call in Audible. Uh, yeah, yeah. I love it. Thank you both, you wonderful people, for being on this show and revealing this news exclusively here on Tour All Night on the day of the first show in four and a half years. Noah, this is your final obligation. Now get on a plane and come to the UK. How about that? I'm going to be there in Ireland. I hope you have so much fun tonight, Eve. I can't wait to hear what your thoughts are. But I will see you next week. I can't even. I can't even believe that we're here. Like seeing just the pictures of the rehearsals and the videos leading up to this moment, yeah. I just cannot believe it's happening. You know, and we've been through so much. We've been through so much. Yeah. I, I I will say I'm I'm envious of I'm envious of both of you guys getting to uh, to see these first shows because um, I know that they're they're all feeling like racehorses at the gate at this point. Like yeah. they, they've been anticipating this and excited for this for so long. Yeah. And. and uh, 
and getting to play with a full band, it's, it's going to be something pretty magical. The energy is going to be electric tonight in this venue at the London Palladium here on March 11th, 2022. It's a Friday. Our bonus song, I'm pulling it from the Torkel now, which means whether or not she plays the song, if you put it on your wheels and wants, you get an automatic point if you guessed it. And the song is... Noah. Yeah. The song is Space Dog. The song is Space Dog. Today's bonus song is Space Dog. And how appropriate with Rants here, because that's always the song I think about with Rants. Oh, my God. The Torkel is onto our energy. (laughs) I love it. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for being on the show. Noah, I'll see you in Ireland. Rants, I'll see you in the United States. You're going to do shows, right? Obviously. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. Okay. Bye, everybody. Thank Thank you so much. Bye. Talk to you soon. Bye. Tour All Night is a production of the Sideways Society. For more information or links to things mentioned on the show, please visit us online at songsoftoryamus.com.